Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a safe place where we can have meaningful, oh so meaningful, conversation. Today I am your host. This is Pastor Caesar. I got the bearded wonder, James. Hey, hey, what's up? We are here in a parking lot, in case you can't hear it. We got a lot of life happening right now. A lot of stuff happening. We've got traffic going all kinds of directions right now. We've got some uh, pretty overweight gentlemen playing uh, basketball over there. It's and so judgy. It's very judgy. <laughs> hey, I'm overweight, therefore I can comment on other people's overweightness. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got some skateboarders over here from uh, community skateboarders, actually. And I, I think these guys are all under the age of 18. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them go to uh, Sam Rayburn High School, uh, and that's to my right. And then behind me, we actually have a whole, uh, we have a whole uh, uh, hen house of people that are cutting some wood right now, and they're actually making a half pipe. Why are they making a half pipe, you might be asking. What a great question. (laughs) I'm glad you asked, James. Uh, (laughs) We are actually getting ready for an event that we're going to have tomorrow here at uh, Elam Church. Where um, this uh, skateboard ministry, they uh, they come out, they drop their trailer in that trailer. They have mobile, they have a, I, I, what do you call these things? Mobile uh, skate parks, I guess. Mobile skate parks, yeah. So they have ramps and half pipes and all these stuff, all these things or whatever. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna set up. And they partnered, um, they partnered with this great um, um, company that's out of Waco called Middleman Middleman Skateboards. So, uh, yeah, with that, it's pretty cool. Um, um, the coordinator was telling me that, um, that apparently this guy from Middleman, he, uh, that's his business. So he builds boards, but he's also a Christian. So whenever he goes out and uh, he's selling his product, going to different events and all that, he's also sharing the gospel too. Uh, he's, a, he's a giver. Always, always sharing, always willing to give boards and all that. Anyway, so a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of churches actually got together, and we're going to have a pretty cool event here tomorrow here at Elam, and uh, yeah, it's for the youth ministry. So that's kind of what's been going on. That's why we're giving you this kind of recording today. I know you're going to hear a lot of background noise, but you know, me and James are just going to freestyle, interview style today, walk around, talk to some people. And, uh, you know, see what the deal is. So, James, what do you make of all this, man? I think it's pretty cool. Unfortunately, um, I'm sure this event, all the stuff we're talking about, will have already happened by the time we put this out. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool seeing all these people. I thought the event was going on tonight. So I thought they, uh, because they've been up here for, how long have you been up here? Like a couple hours already or something? Since 5, yeah, since 5 p.m. And and what we're doing today is the... uh, the build day, you know, pre-build. Yeah. So, we so gotta, I thought y'all were doing that like earlier today, and then this was the event. But it makes—I don't know why I didn't put together. It's doing yeah, it. Yeah. So it makes kinda, way more sense. They're kind of using it as a pre-skate right now. So some of the uh, some of these guys, like some of these guys, um, they don't go to church. Some of these students, um, but they are students at one of the local community high schools here. And uh, yeah, so real quick, one of the guys, a coordinator, he's actually a teacher at that high school, and uh, he runs an after-school skate program. So he, you know, he we got we got in contact, and um, yeah, he was just telling me how you know he'd love some of his guys to get them connected to, you know, a, a house of worship and 
and he's got ties with Elam from long ago. James, I, I even think that uh, your uh, your Pompo um, officiated his wedding, actually. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying something about that. Yeah. I said that's probably the case. He's done quite a few weddings in his time. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's, re it's really cool, man. We got a good mixture of, uh, of uh, you know, some older guys, younger guys, and... And, uh, yeah, so we're hoping I definitely a stole a dude's skateboard earlier on accident. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought these were just kind of all up for grabs, but apparently a couple of them are private. Yeah, yeah he was a hey, little annoyed. At me. Let me go show you one of these. Well, actually, they're probably using the skateboards right now. But middleman, um, and I'm not a skateboarder. My, my, only, my, my only entrance into skateboarding was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, the classic. Uh, yeah, N64. N64. Yeah, man. And then that, and then the wiggle stick right in the middle was always yeah. breaking, you know. But that, that's kind of like where my skateboarding career kind of started and ended, right? Because uh, my equilibrium. You and a lot of other people. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I can do a 360. <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, no. One, it's really cool. One of their designs, because like in skate, skateboards, the decks, right? The design is, is, is it matters, right? I mean, yeah. people always want to show off their uh, designs and stuff. But uh, middleman, they have actually have a. You ever read that book, um, The Giving Tree? No. No. I don't Children, think so. Children's book. Uh, maybe. Maybe when I was a kid, and I don't remember. It's the saddest thing. It, you know, but it's about sacrifice and it's about giving. I'd probably a, remember if it was a, sad. I'd probably a, love it. It's a great, great book. Great book. It's one of my favorites. Okay. But anyway, under in his boards, uh, he's got some that are designed with uh, with all that um, all that artwork from that book. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a I have an old uh, like a bamboo longboard, and I can ride around. That's it. I can't do any tricks or nothing. I told some of the youth here earlier. Uh, I dislocated my shoulder riding it a few years ago. Because I'm not actually a skateboarder, but um, <laughs> I can ride around a little bit. But that's pretty much reminded. Well, it's pretty cool. Whenever you showed up, you, know, you showed up in in your Astro van. That's right. Represent. You know, and you got a bandana on. Doing it. We're outdoors. You gotta. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you looked the part, man. So whenever you came out, I'm pretty sure some of these guys are like, "Whoa, who's this dude?" And they were disappointed. <laughs> they saw me try to ride a little. His bit. last name must be Hawk. Oh my god. Yeah, I haven't rode in so long. But. It's fun right around, but yeah, that's that's pretty much where mine ends. I don't, I don't have any motivation to actually get good at it and learn a bunch of tricks and stuff. But yeah, well, like yeah, my equilibrium, like I said, is shot. I, I can, I, I can stand on a board. That's pretty much it. But then after that, like if I try to move, nah, I'm gonna find myself on my back. And I'm too old for that. I'm too grown for that. <laughs> yeah, my whole thing is like risk reward. Like, <laughs> what do I really need to learn this trick and risk, you know, snapping but, but, something? But I mean, you're pretty like daredevilish, aren't you? Yeah. Um, it just depends. Again, it's just like risk reward. Like, you want me to jump off something, some water? You know, there's not that much risk uh -huh. if I know the water. But how much has that changed? The more you get older, like, do you consider, you count the cost a little more? Yeah, a little bit, but not as much as the average person. Um, for me, it's just, like, I grew up really, really active, always playing sports and stuff. So, like, if you're going to do some weird trick or something, it wasn't, and you fall and scrape, you're, like, you're not risking that much because I'll probably just, you know, get bruised up a little, but I'm good. But, like, the older you get, you know, the, the more fragile you get. So, uh yeah, now it's a lot more likely for me to land wrong and actually be out for like a week or two or something. And yeah, so and you I, got responsibility. I got responsibilities. 
but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna still do stuff. I do way too much <laughs> dumb stuff, but, <laughs> but but less than when I was 16, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, man, I mean, I really don't have a story, but let's go ahead and jump into Culture Corner. Culture Corner. So last week we brought you the story of, uh, of uh, Simone Biles, right, on how she right. dropped out and all that. Well, I just heard she's back. She's back in, and she actually won a bronze medal. Oh, actually. nice. So... For somebody having, a, you know, dealing with uh, mental, uh, you know, just some mental issues and stuff, she's able to still come back and medal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... So, she- I heard, because I, I heard just a little bit of it. When you guys told me, like, I was hearing everything for the first time on that last episode when you were talking about it. But since then, I heard that she had something called... The uh, Twisties. The Twisties, yeah. Which is some form of vertigo. Uh, so when you're flipping through the air, if you have the twisties, uh, you're not totally sure which way's right side up and stuff, which I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, but apparently she's, that's something she's been dealing with a little bit. And so that makes a lot more sense as to why she'd want to drop out. And then, I mean, she's also doing like crazy moves. Yeah. So. And then if you're not sure which way's up. Yeah. I mean. Recipe for disaster. I mean, I, I, I feel like I really can't comment on her and be like, she's got to suck it up. It's like, I will never do that. Yeah, how many? I will never, ever do that. How do you feel when you do your flips? Yeah, exactly. I like how all these people are commenting. It's like, well, she's not this and she's not that. It's like, man, shut up and go eat your Cheetos. Like, yeah. You know? It's like it's like a people sitting on the couch commenting on the Texans or whatever. Like, yeah. they got to hold the line. Or you're like, dude, you couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh, and then last week as well. Pastor's walking Pat, up. Yeah, he's walking up looking all kind of sinister. He's super sinister. What's up, Chavo? You want to say hey? What up, people? Hey, man. We're talking about Simone Biles. Yeah, what do you Simone think about Biles. Simone Biles? She's the Olympian. He looked, uh, he looked at us like, oh, what's a Simone? Uh, yeah, man. Um, being hurt kind of hurts. You know, that's a bad thing to do. I've hurt myself plenty of times when I used to play sports. So, Are you totally making all this up no, right I'm now? No, dead serious. <laughs> dead serious. One time uh, in 10th grade, I rolled my ankle and still played ball like that and messed it all up, um, tore a couple of little ligaments. And- so so Chevo's one of the people I, I'm gathering that is like, suck it up, Simone. Go out there and do it, yeah? I mean, but she's grown and she made a decision and then it's, you know, that's what she, she wanted to do. I think... I'm behind her on that part, too. But then also, you know, sometimes you got to suck it up, buttercup. We were just talking trash about those people as you were walking up, which is why this is funny. People like me? Yeah, people being like, suck it up. I can't, you should be able to do this or that when they can't do Yeah, she's only competing at the highest uh, athletic level. Yeah, at the highest level, you know what I mean? So... uh, us normal people cannot do that. There's no way, no shape, form. Like, I'm watching these young kids skate, and if I get on that skateboard, I'm probably going to either break the skateboard or I'm going to break the ramp or I'm going to probably break myself, and then I can hear y'all telling me, suck it up, buttercup. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Carolyn's here, too. Yeah, she's looking all scared. What do you think about Simone Biles, Carolyn? I don't know about, I don't know about Simone Biles. I haven't she doesn't know who she is. You know, right before we started the podcast, we were talking about... Um, about uh, Oh, about where Carolyn works. She works at a very fine establishment. <laughs> the best of the best. The best of the best. The mouse that we wish was in all house is. <laughs> goes by the name of uh, Mr. Charles E. Cheese. 
<laughs> I didn't even know this. This is great. Yeah, it's say it. His middle name is E. Yeah. yeah. Entertainment. Chuck E. Cheese that we're getting at yes, here. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it's brought us all joy at one point or another. Uh, and torture for some. Yeah, those. Uh, do they? Okay. Do they still do the like the robot band thing? Is that still a thing? We took it. We, they took it out because. Carolyn of, is the robot band. <laughs> because of that whole like Five Nights at Freddy's game that came out, oh, which was yeah. that scared everyone. So, I don't know what you're talking. What is the game? It's like a game about like those animatronics that come and like kill you. That's and, hilarious. Yeah. I used to have nightmares about those, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of people did. I had this. Uh, so when I was little. My dad would tickle all the children uh, way too much and way too hard. And I, he would always tickle me so hard where I couldn't breathe, and I would say, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And then he would just laugh and tickle me hard. He wouldn't tickle all children, just just his children. <laughs> yes, did I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, if I said yeah, that right. Thanks for clarifying on that one. All of his children. But so anyway. Bill Cosby? There's a sound effect spot for you, David. Uh, no, so anyway, so I really, really don't like tickling, and uh, I would have nightmares that those robot things would, like, Jeff was trying to tickle me right now, <laughs> that they would come out and, like, tickle me while I'm trying to play at Chuck E. Cheese, and it was... I, I can't tickle you. I feel like I had to tickle your muscles before I get to you. Muscles aren't ticklish, dude. You got to tickle the armpits and the ribs. You don't even know how to tickle. You're not a threat. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carolyn... Um, I was asking you a question. What is the number one question that you get asked from people whenever you tell them you work at Chuck E. Cheese? Have I been the rat? And have you? Yes. Tell us a little bit about your rat experience. Yeah. Do, wait. Did you? Do they have multiple uh, like costumes? Yes, we have two suits. Okay. Tell about. It. So. Um, I've been a Chick Fil A cow before, so I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. You have a good three minutes to get fully suited up, and I'm so short that everything's super baggy on me. And after someone else has been in it, uh, it's super sweaty and like. Yes, uh, Yes, and it's so nasty because the head slides, and so the netting's on my mouth, and it tastes so nasty. I don't like it. There's a video of her. Oh, Chevo's got a video in it. Dang, you looked like you were happy in the video. No, I was embarrassed. <laughs> so what's what's the weirdest thing anybody's ever asked you to do as while you've been the rat? Um, I don't know. Coming on the spot. I don't know. I can tell you something. It was like, come take a picture with my grandpa or something like that. No. They kind of just come up and, like, grab me, if that makes sense. It's, no, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, a little kid came up to me and grabbed my... Is my dad tickling like, you? Whore, like, not my, uh, my rat by the today. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Here oh, we go. No. So this is Aiden. Aiden, what grade are you in? Seventh. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. So Aiden came by. He wanted to skate. So I said, uh, come on, let's go skate. Let's go build some uh, awesome. some ramps. So, uh, so we, we got a hold of him in the summer, and now he's here. So. Awesome. Hey, Aiden, we're uh, filming a podcast right now. Tell us a little bit about you, man. What do you like to do? Uh, I like to skate. Um, I, I like anime a lot. Yeah, what's your favorite anime? Uh, Naruto. Naruto. That's my... Uh, Original? Yeah. I can't get into the anime. Can you, can you do the run? The, yeah. Let's see it. Let's see it, man. Do it on the board. You see? Do it on the board, man. Let's see it. I know y'all can't see what's going on here, but he's doing anime runs. There it is. Yeah, he nailed it too. The Naruto run. He nailed it too. The, Very nice. the Naruto skate. 
And he's, yep, he's gone too. And he's, <laughs> and, he, and he's gone. He turned to a log. Carolyn's gone too. She don't want to talk uh, about Chuggy Cheese anymore. But if a rat is in a house, is it a mouse? I don't think it works like that. According to Dr. Seuss, he's a doctor. <laughs> That's right. Working right. in the pest industry, if a rat is in the house, it is not a mouse. It is a rat. Because the difference between a rat and a mouse are inches. That's what I've known. That'll preach. Yeah. That'll yeah. preach. No, I, I don't I know how that'll I, I don't know how that'll preach. <laughs> you know how people get all gassed up. Cheville called me up uh, after we put out the last podcast where I told my possum story. And he's like, bro, you should have called me. And I, didn't, I it, like it hit me. I was like, oh yeah, he totally does that stuff now. But it's okay. I'm a update. Possum, haven't seen it since. Pretty sure I'm pest free now. So <laughs> the only reason why is because I drove by and they saw me. And they're like, oh, that's James knows somebody, so it got scared of me. So you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Told his friends. You've been, you've been like killing his friends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I hanged him out there and I was like, you're next. You mess with my boy James, the bearded wonder. Tag on, dude. Got dark. I it back. <laughs> he got dark. Yo, Big time. I think we're going to interview some more people here. All right, let's go, let's go, because they're looking at us now. I, so. I don't know all of their names. So we, we, have, we have made contact. Yeah, we're approaching. We are approaching <laughs> thing one. All right, go ahead, Caesar. Hit them with some questions. Um, all right, so uh, the people don't know who you are, but go ahead and announce who you are. Give them your name. Give them your grade level. My name is David. I'm a freshman from Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn. All right, hey, so... so uh, so you've never been to Sam Rayburn before? Did they start at ninth grade? Uh, yeah, it's my first year. I've never been here before. So you actually might have Mr. Ralph as a teacher, huh? He's a freshman teacher? I don't know what, what, what he teaches, but he teaches, a, I think, like, shop. So I don't know if that's specific to, like, a certain grade level or whatever. But, hey, you excited, man, about ninth grade? I'm excited. I'm like, I, like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, are you pre- how are you preparing yourself, man? Uh, I mean, I'm not really preparing myself. I'm going to band practice if that's preparing. What do you play? I play uh, bass drum and gong. Yeah, I've done the bass drum and gong okay. stuff. Me too. Uh-huh. Me too. Yeah, that takes a lot more stuff than uh, people realize. Yeah. You do a lot I, of stuff. I got freaked out whenever I found out that there was actually music to a, to a, a chime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. It's written in. Yeah. How long have you done percussion stuff? This is, like, my first year. Um, oh, so you just now started? I've never even done band before. Oh, wow. Oh, and you... Well, I guess the bass drum's probably a good spot to start. It's, uh... Because right now you're talking to two percussionists. Yeah. You guys are both percussionists? I mean, I know you are. You play drums, but, like... So does he. Started off sixth grade, first chair, junior high band. There's a chair Doesn't for... mean anything. There, there, there's, there's a chair for bass drum? I thought there was only, like, one. Well, it was, you know, depends on the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too short. This is where you add in a ba ding There's another one, because we're talking about drums and stuff. Well, cool. David, I, uh, you know, I wish you uh, the best of luck in your ninth grade year. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Next victim, thing two. Which one's thing two? I'm Peyton? just saying. Was... Yeah, they're pushing. Okay, All so right, this, is, this is one of Chavo's kids here. Go ahead, say your name and everything. My name is Perrin Resendis, and I'm going to seventh grade. Seventh grade, nice. What school? Queens Intermediate. Hold up, you're only going to seventh grade? Yeah. You're like way bigger than last dude. I fill the grade. 
Yeah, but still, I mean, you got a full-grown beard, though. Yeah, he's got his mustache is thicker than mine, almost. Nah, actually, one of the thing with uh, uh, this actually Chevel son uh, and Julie, shout out Julie. Um, but uh, one of the things that he's been doing lately, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julie. <laughs> but he's actually picked up the guitar, um, not for not for long at all, and he's all man. He is progressing so fast. Like, I know that. It, it won't be long before we start seeing him on Sundays. That would be good. We yeah. can always use more help, big for time. sure. Big time, big time. All right, Payne. Hey, uh, what are you looking forward to this coming year? As far as school, I'm just, I just, I just want to get better at, at really, really, really good at, at the guitar, and um, football. Are you doing any music classes at school? Yes. Which one? Huh? Like band or choir or what? Oh, just band. What do you play in band? I'm guessing you're not playing guitar in band. Uh, trombone. Nice. The bones. Uh-huh, got the bones. You need the bones, man. This is so funny, dude. I haven't talked about, like, band stuff in years. It's so fun. When I look back on it, it is some of the funnest times in my life. Yeah, it was really fun times. Although I didn't do it in high school, though. I, you Neither did I. It was too it. much. It was like your whole life. My high, my high school didn't have it, anything. Oh, dang. Yeah, it was real sad. <laughs> we get sad. You got any more questions for Peyton? No, no. Hey, Peyton, best of luck, man. Thank you. All right. Who are we talking three. to next? Oh, if he's coming up. All right, name, grade, name, all grade. this, all the info. Tell them who you are. My name is Preston Bellamy, and I'm going to second grade. No. Don't believe you at all. This is no. Preston, and he's a liar. <laughs> no, I'm going to eighth, and uh, I can already tell he's going to suck. Eighth grade is going to suck. <laughs> nah, man. You... What school? Parkview. Oh, yeah, no, it's not going to be good. No, <laughs> I just nah, man, you, uh, you know, you're the big fish now, you know? It's, uh, you're, you're swimming tall right now. Or, wait, swimming tall? Yeah, it works. Can that? Can, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it works. It works. All right. Well, whatever. Nobody, nobody questions him. <laughs> Evolution. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, so what about this? Are you? What about your uh, eighth grade year? Are you not looking forward to? Everything. Well, the fr- I'm gonna make new friends. That's gonna be fun. I get to talk to new people. But just, is this like a new school for you? It's not a new school. It's just we have history. So, uh, start star tests. Uh-huh. And I always hated history and was never good at it. So yeah. I remember all that, which is going to suck. It's easy. History is easy. You just have to, it's just straight memorization. So there, you don't have to be good at anything to be good at history. You just have to read the info. I suck at memorizing, so. But you can get better at it, dude. You'll be fine. Flashcards. There's all sorts of ways to memorize stuff. You know that children play memory for fun. You remember that thing? You just flip over a picture and then you flip another picture. Preston doesn't over. know what fun is. Preston doesn't do fun. He's he doesn't do fun. He's too cool for fun. Yeah, I'm extremely depressed. <laughs> I don't know. Preston's pretty fun right now. I'm not so fun. He, he said that with the most straight face. <laughs> yeah, he's like, having a great time. Okay, so you're nervous about history. What else are you not excited about? Um. Well, there, there's going to be a lot more tests, and, I, and I'm and i not good at tests either. I suck at them, so that's something I'm going to have to struggle with. You're going to have to struggle with it? I have to. There's no way I'm going to go fine with it. It's not going to be good. Here's this. Those tests get easier every year because they want people to pass. So they weren't that hard when I did. Yeah, they so they got to be even year. easier now. Like, for the R-Star test issue, the people had to get at least a 50 to pass. Yeah, dude. You don't think you can get a 50? I don't want to gas myself up too much. Not even to a 50? Well, I, I think I can make maybe a 60. I think you're selling yourself short here. Yeah, dude. I don't know anything about this school, but I'm pretty sure at the bare minimum, you can get a 50. 
Well, they got some cool teachers, I'll say that. Okay, there we go. Now we're getting positive. What are you looking forward to? That's a tough question. There's got to be something. If you had the ideal eighth grade year, what would it look like? I want to get bullied. Okay. Well, I don't get bullied already, but just... So you're already crushing it there. Just locked in. Don't want don't to get bullied. Um, good grades. So I don't get beat when I get home. Okay, there we go. Lots of just, <laughs> lots of just avoiding we're violence. We're gonna email that. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. So you don't want to get bullied, and you're not getting bullied right now. You want to get good grades, and all you need is a 50 to get there. That's a bit low, actually. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but now you're actually entering into your eighth grade year. With uh, I think your relationship with God has probably never been as strong as it is right now, right? Right. So. Now you're going into eighth grade year with a strong relationship in God. So that's going to give you some hope, you know? Yeah. A lot more hope than there was. Yeah. Hey, you're going to crush it, man. You're going to do, you're going to do a good job. I'm going to crush the competition. There you go. Are you doing any, what electives are you doing? I did, this last year I did art. I did music appreciation where you just listen to music. It wasn't hard. I did gym. Did you like any of those? Art was fun. Music appreciation was easy, so yeah, that was fun. Gym, it was easy, so that was okay. And tech, it wasn't difficult. It was just kind of tedious. What is tech? You be, like they have you do with like assignments, like open a Google Slides, do research about um, the guy in history. I don't remember which one I did. I think they used to call that like a uh, computer lab or something when uh, we had it. BCIS. But we didn't have a whole class. It was like. Once a week or something, you go to the computer lab, and they teach you how to, like, save something. My first introduction into tech when I was in school was at elementary, and that's whenever those computers had the big old tubes and the monitors and all that. I mean, it was, it was like the Mac, not the one, but it was, it was old, man. I know. It was computers that still took floppy disks. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. those. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Three and a half inch floppies. I don't like this conversation. We sound like... Yeah, yeah. We should probably uh, move on. Move on quick because we're dating ourselves. <laughs> Bunch of geriatrics. Hey, look. I'm 27. I got nothing to hide. I'm not even worried about it. But I sound like an idiot being like, oh, yeah, we had those Back old computers. Yeah, not in well, cool, Preston. Well, best of luck, man. We're going to go interview some more people, talk about some foolishness, and, uh, yeah, finish that piece. You're going to do fine, dude. Don't worry about it so much. It's eighth grade. People do so much more difficult stuff. You got it. Uh, who are we headed to? All right, so let's move around, move around, move around. All right. See, well, we've already kind of talked to Chevo. Let's see if we can talk to the coordinator right here. Oh, yeah, well, we already had him on a little bit here. Yeah. We're just we're just popping through, saying hey to everybody. Okay. So uh, I, I don't know if you said your name earlier. It's, oh, what's, okay. what's so, your... so Rafael Garza. Hey, right. And so what are, you, what are you doing with all this big event here? All right, so the uh, I guess the skinny on it is uh, I'm a school teacher over at Sam Rayburn High School. Okay. Uh, so at Sam Rayburn, we, uh, we started an after-school program skating. So engaging the youth with, uh, with skateboarding, right? Giving them community, giving them a, a place to, to, a safe place to skate, um, you know, teaching a purpose and identity. So how did all that start? Uh, so, so I have a friend who actually started Middleman Ministries. Uh, man, and I can't give you a date on that. Uh, I'm going to say 10 to 15 years ago. Okay. So he, he's been skating. He was a professional skater that... Uh, uh, got saved and uh, began a, uh, a skate park in the back of his church. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So from there, he, uh, uh, they just started, uh, the church was just feeding into him, donations, donation. It, it actually became a full-time ministry where he, he stopped doing the youth and was now 
mentoring or uh, able to to send out skateboards and, and, and sweat tops and shirts and stickers to other mentors around uh, around the area. It's so, pretty awesome. Yeah, so right now he's doing a, a camp out in Lubbock. Uh, next week he'll be in Colorado. Uh, we have men- so he goes like all over the country. All over, all over. So so and we actually have mentors, middleman mentors in Oklahoma, Arkansas, and, and I'm the I'm the Houston. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, Houston mentor is what. You said you're the you're the shop guy over at the school. So over at Sam Rayburn, I teach small engine or shop. So so uh, and, and really it's kind of a, a free for all. So. Uh, when I got hired, they were like, Ralph, uh, we don't know what's going on over there. Teach what you want. And I was like, hey, all right, I can do that. So I started teaching motorcycles. We started teaching uh, uh, engines. Um, we started doing uh, uh, restoration on cars. And, uh, yeah, so any, a- anything that we can get our hands on. Yeah, now, I, I met Ralph not too long ago, but um, but since I talked to him just for the first time, I mean, it's it's just been great. I mean, God has just been showing up in our conversations and in the things that, uh, you know, we've, we've put in our heart to do. And, and, uh, I mean, there's so many little like micro moments that yeah, God has, yeah, uh, has, has blessed with, uh, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, even tonight. I mean, it's just great to see everybody hanging out. I see that you brought uh, some people, some older gentlemen here. Who are some of these guys? Okay. So, uh, I got a couple of my, uh, youth, uh, well, he's part of the youth over at our church. This is a Renato. He's actually a church member. So he was he was actually able to, to go out to uh, Arkansas to pick up the trailer that we're now using. So we're podcasting. Come on, Renato. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah. say hey, man. Just, 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 yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so these are very good church answer that are just helping out. You know, they, they came to help out to be part of what's middleman's doing. So, so real quick on that, whenever I was talking to Ralph about that, and he first initially approached me. was like, hey, you know, there's this trailer, and it's over here, and it's over there. And then we talked about it, and then he said, I, logistically, I don't think we're going to be able to make this happen. There's just a lot of things that happen on the schedule. And, uh, you know, I mean, truth be told, my heart, my heart sank a little bit. But we but we were talking and said, but look, we're still going to make something happen. We're going to get it going. Hey, praise God, let's go, right? And then lo and behold, when I talked to him last week, he said, I have this great church brother that was out there vacationing that was an hour away from the place or something like that only an hour and tell the folks a little bit just about how y'all were gonna fly but oh yeah we were gonna we were going on vacation you know family vacation and um, typically we fly and then rent a car but the way God had it there was no cars to be rented so we brought our truck we brought our uh, mini our our Honda Pilot we went out there and uh, you know that, that was the plan until Sunday, after praise and worship, he comes to me and says, "Hey, you can you can you help you know build some skate ramps?" I said, "Okay, yeah, yeah." We had to come after vacation though. I said, "Well, yeah, yeah, we're going on vacation in Arkansas." I said, "Well, Arkansas? <laughs> Why are you going to Arkansas?" And then we looked at each other. And we were like, "God's making something happen," and we said, "Let's go." Now, now, how important? In your experiences, how important is it to capture those moments whenever God is opening up an opportunity? Like, like in your experience, just a little bit. You, me? Wow. Uh, no, yeah, go for it, bro. Yeah, any, uh, so when you feel the spirit move and when you know it's happening, yeah, yeah. you just have to go. Uh, I've, through my, 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 my lifetime, through my walk, Every time I, I felt it but didn't act, mm. I looked back and said, you know, God might have been setting something up. So, you know, it's having that art attitude, that heart saying, okay, God, send me wherever you need me. And uh, it, he made it happen. We looked at each that's other right, right. and we were like, this is going to happen no matter what. So 
take, whenever that happens, when God opens opportunity, it's a divine appointment. You're there for a reason, and he's going to put you right where he needs you every single time. So how do you know when... So you said, like, whenever you know that God's telling you to do this, that you just got to do it. So I think a lot of people, especially if you're new to the church, you know, you hear people say stories like that, like, you know, he just made this happen, and we just felt like God was telling us to do that and stuff. How do you know when it's God telling you to do something, as opposed to just, like, I have a gut feeling, or what is that? that, That's kind of the the big thing about it is, you know, is it me that's thinking this, you know, these thoughts, or is it the Lord that's speaking through me, or or is it the devil, you know, is it it the evil one, you know? So, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, you know, will God get glory from this? You know, where are these thoughts coming from? And if it's to give God glory, I'm, you know, I'm going, you know, we're going forward with it, you know, so. Yeah, one of the things that I tell our young people, is that uh, it's kind of a litmus test on how to judge everything. And then it has to answer these two things. One, does it glorify God? Amen. If it doesn't glorify God, the answer is no. And then two, the second one is, does it edify my brothers? Right? That's good. And if, uh, if you get two strikes on both of those, right? Yes, yes. Then, hey, run for it. Do it. Do it with everything. You, do it with gusto, yeah, you yeah, know. That's good. But if one if one of those, if it fails on one on either of those, you know, you better uh, go back to the drawing board. Maybe go to your prayer closet mm-hmm. and uh, really consider: Is this what I need to be doing? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is it's you know, love God, love people. So that's pretty good. You got a quick little checklist there. Yeah, he's a god of action. You know, action always be, beats deliberation when it comes mm. to matters of God. You know, the more you think about it, the more someone else is going to talk to you. You know, if he puts you there and he's in the middle of it and you're ready, yeah, just make it happen. Act. Some some of y'all right now getting convicted from that word right there, right there. You know, you've been dragging your feet. You've been dragging your feet on the Lord and it's time to do something. Put some action. Put some feet to your faith. Put some feet. You got alliteration happening and everything. All right. Well, that was cool. Uh, Who we? uh, Man. That was great. Well, you know, I, I don't. I'm not thinking this is going to be a long episode at all, James. We're just kind of out here giving a play-by-play of things that are taking place. But you know, I remember I, we talked to a lot of young young cats already. Uh, can I say cats? You can say cats. I feel like I'm. Like you you got to be careful. But I feel like I'm some old jazz musician. You know, yeah, you it's might a, need a hat like. A, yeah, uh, maybe one of them one of them Kango hats. Uh, that, it helps. The old schoolers. Anyway. You know, whenever I talk to some of these young guys and, and all that, I, I remember being in eighth, ninth grade and all that. And those years were real formative to uh, at least to what took me to maybe my late 18s, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, man, there was just a lot of foolishness that I wish I could have escaped. But, uh, you know, one of the things that Brother Ralph was talking about was, you know, just being able to have community. Get a community together. I didn't have that kind of community. Now you were you were brought up in church, so there was always somebody here. You have a big family, so there was always somebody around. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the case for me. And uh, I mean, looking back on it now, of course, I don't you know begrudge my existence or anything like that. It all needed to happen the way that it happened in order for me to be where I'm at now. But uh, you know, I, I wish I had a community. I wish I had that kind of um, that group or that those people that would just kind of hang around and say, you know what, let's be in community together. I don't know, but it's cool, man. It's it's cool, cool seeing all this happen and take place. Um, I don't know, James. What's uh, what's your existence been like uh, as far as uh, these last few weeks? 
my existence the last few weeks. I mean, it's been a lot of the same kind of stuff. Just working on. I'm I'm making a lot of moves with music stuff right now. Are you which making I'm the music? Excited. Uh, I mean, we're always making music, so. I've got a few songs we need to finish up the recording process on, though. But I've had a... I'm trying to hop on a... Oh, which I'll tell you about later. But I'm trying to hop on some tours and stuff. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, just going to work, making music stuff happen, and uh, trying to be a good husband, all that stuff, doing church stuff. It's just, you know, the same kind of stuff, just making more progress on everything. Yeah. Oh, I've been uh, dealing with... My alternator went okay, out of my well, van we, the other day, so I've been doing that stuff. That's a fun story. You know? <laughs> we did uh, my. What I ended up having it's like midnight Saturday night. My dad uh, had to come. He's got one of those battery chargers that mm-hmm. you can hook up. Mm-hmm. So, and he's got a little portable generator too, <clears throat> like a gas-powered one. So he uh, he brought those both. So we were charging my battery, and we had the bright idea that uh, we were gonna hook up the battery charger to my battery uh, through the generator, and we were gonna leave it running while we drove because we were going to drive it over here to my grandpa's house so we could take it to this shop right here in the morning and uh we were yeah we were going to just stick the generator in the back of the van leave it running and it was going to like act as our alternator because it was going to keep charging the Mm -hmm. battery Mm -hmm. while we were driving that was like the bright idea which is actually kind of smart um but it's very stupid because you're in a car (laughs) that's with a generator going and it's just shooting out carbon monoxide stuff so it's also it's also very stupid um but you're supposed, to, you're supposed to reduce your carbon footprint, James. Yeah, and I just put it all in the van that I was driving. And uh, but you know, we put I put the windows down and all. And I figured it probably wasn't too risky because from what I understand, and I could be totally wrong, so maybe that's it. But from what I understand, if you're getting carbon monoxide poisoning, you just get sleepier and sleepier until eventually you fall asleep and you just never wake up. So I figured. I'm glad you just told our listeners how the. <laughs> Here's the recipe to kill yourself silently. Yeah, they well, <laughs> they didn't need me if they were trying to kill themselves. Uh, but so <laughs> I figured, you know, if I start getting real sleepy, I'll know like, hey, this is not good. I need to pull over. It'll be all right. I didn't think it was some. I was gonna just suddenly pass out or something. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, calculate, you know, risk. I was telling you, calculating risk and stuff. But uh, anyway, end of the story is we made it. Uh, no, nobody got poisoned. Very good. Uh, so that was my Saturday night before church Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm doing, I've been doing pretty good though. Very good. Very good. You know, I'm just looking around here and, you know, we got boards everywhere and, and like skateboards and actual literal boards everywhere and Chevel's trying juggling. to juggle. <laughs> he didn't get very far. We appreciate the effort. Hey, he's actually doing it. Yeah. Hey, hey there you go. He's still going. Okay, Trevor can juggle a little. There you go. If I had the board right now, I'd give him clap. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just look around, man. I never, I never thought life would look this way, man. Like a skate park. You like a skate park, you know. But hey, whatever, whatever brings him in, you know. It's no, no, no. But just on a deeper level, I just, I, I never expected my life to turn out this way. You know, just kind of looking around, man, and seeing all these people, and you have a story that you know, has shaped up with a lot of them and there's history and there's, there's good times, there's bad times, serious times and all that. And yeah, I'm just kind of sitting here reflecting and just being really thankful right now, man. Yeah, you got to have some moments like that here and there for sure. The more, the better, I think. Yeah. And all these, all these moments, they matter. So uh, anyway, you know, we just wanted to give you a recap and, uh, you know, David, he's out vacationing with his family right now and, 
you know, I, I hope they're having a good time. And, well, he'll be listening to it when it, by the time that he uh, releases this as well. But, uh, yeah, we just wanted some content out there. We don't want to get lax with it. And it's awesome that we're able to do this tonight. Looking forward to a very, very good event tomorrow. Um, and we'll give you an update whenever we can. So, uh, James, got anything else, man? I'm good. We'll do, uh, we'll be David again. Uh, we love ya. Later. This is The Refuge Project.